of Jar Jar Binks, promotional consideration paid for by the following. Boxaguinness.com with new items each week. The official store of What Happened When, something to wrestle with in 83 weeks. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life or something for yourself. And by Patreon.com slash WHW Monday. Want to be a low-key big hog or a glass-bottom boat rider? How about a member of the Hogtown Express or a Slapdick Nation? Join Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. Oh, no! Misa in trouble! Ha 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 and by StarCast 4. StarCast is coming to Baltimore November 7th through the 10th as part of Full Gear Weekend. For more information, go to StarCast.com. You Star Wars fans, who's the hit me? Can muy muy kiss him, Asa. Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When with Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? What do you say, my good buddy? How are you? Man, I, uh, I'm excited for this because today's episode is What Happened When Tony Returned to TNT. I mean, when you get in your way back machine and you look back at January of 2017, right around the Royal Rumble when we first started this show nearly three years ago. Would you have ever predicted that this is where you would be, Tony? No, not, not in a million years, Conrad. I do want to say this, that I got a tear in my eye when you and Mike Dawkins walked into our dressing room 
on Wednesday in Washington. I did. I, I would, that was kind of an, I, and I'm not really an emotional guy and I don't really show my emotion, but deep down inside, I was really emotional about that because I knew you had brought me back and I knew you had had confidence in me and I knew you had confidence in what I could do. And all of a sudden here was in the midst of no question without question, one of my biggest nights ever. And here you were to be there and be back and share that with me. It was very, very special. So thank you for that. Man, uh, thanks you, for having you brought the, you brought that bald fucking lawyer with you, but that's okay. It was great to have you with us. Well, it was cool to be there, man. You know, it was such a, an important night in your career and, uh, in JR's career and in Cody's career and in Tony's career and for just so many of my friends and I was just not going to miss it. So I got a nonstop flight, uh, from Huntsville to DC and. I mentioned that because as you well know, nonstop flights from Huntsville don't happen. Right. Uh, it was just meant to be, and it couldn't have been a, a better experience. And they're always so gracious and so hospitable at AEW for us. And to see that you had sort of your own little dressing room with the other announcers and Marvez is in there and JR is in there and Excalibur's in there. And it was just, uh, I don't know, man, it was surreal to walk backstage and see everything laid out eerily similar to a major league WWE production. And then you go out into the arena and once again, it looks and feels like you're at Monday night raw before the doors open. It's just right. the scope and scale and size was crazy. And then I ran into you in the hallway and you remarked to me that you felt like you were just floating. Like this was all a dream. Yeah, it was like that. Uh, it's really hard to explain how that whole day developed and, and how I felt and how I felt on the flight the day before and the meeting the night before. And, uh, it was an incredible feeling. And for many reasons, uh, obviously when I saw you, that was very emotional for me, but also it was very emotional because I know how much effort that Cody has put into this. I know how much effort that Tony and the Bucks and Kenny Omega have put into this and 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 not to uh not to really discount anybody else. Keith Mitchell, uh Rick Fancher, who I knew for many, many years, Rafi, who does our buildings for us, Raphael who's and also helps JR around and JR and I met Excalibur for the first time face to face. I mean I I said hello to him. It, it's funny, we're we're at the meeting, right? And I'm sitting there and I'd said hello to Excalibur when we were in Las Vegas, but he had a mask on. I had not seen him without a mask. So there was this guy sitting to our right. I didn't know who I knew who this was. It was me, JR, and a couple other people sitting at this one table during the meeting. And I look over to the right and I hear this guy talking. I'm thinking, that's got to be Excalibur. So after the meeting, I said, are you Excalibur? He went, yes, we've met before. I said, yeah, but you had your mask on. So I had no idea who this was. And that was kind of cool talking to Alex Marvez. And I do need to say something about Alex. When I first got this job, the discussion with me and Tony was for me to do control centers and me to do interviews in the arena. It was not to take Alex's job. And one thing led to another, I guess. And they decided that they wanted me there instead of Alex. And I felt bad about that. And I went up to him and told him that. I said, Alex, I want you to know I did not come in here looking to take your job. And I wanted you to be 
to be successful in doing this. And he appreciated that. And we could have not done our work without, uh, without uh, Alex Marvez and the background work that he did for us. And that needs to be said. Somebody said to me, or somebody said on Twitter, I thought it was great you mentioned Jushin Thunder Liger and Brian Pillman, the first ever match on TNT. Alex Marvez came up with that. I wouldn't remember that on my own. So something needs to be said about that. And it was just a great night. It was a, a wonderful night in many ways, and uh, we had a good time doing it, and I think we're off and running on the right foot. Well, and we appreciate you guys tuning in to today's show. That's going to wrap us up. Uh, <laughs> no, listen, it was such a cool night, man. You There's know, a lot to talk about. There really is. I mean, yeah. Uh, and, you know, let's start at the beginning of, okay. you know, how you guys prepped for the countdown show, because I know that, you know, we were supposed to have live shows the weekend prior, but it was all hands on deck to make sure that this thing was a success. And lots of people were forecasting different numbers. I heard one WWE executive, you know, predicted it was going to be 600,000 views for AEW's yeah. debut. The number comes out the next day. NXT gets 800 and change. AEW gets 1.4 and change nearly double what NXT does. And right. Just unbelievable. It exceeded all expectations. And Dave Meltzer gave a lot of credit to the countdown show that you guys put together right there in Atlanta that aired on Tuesday. Uh, curious through that process, what your involvement was and, and how you got ready for this big debut. Well, here's how we worked it. First of all, uh, I think most of you know that if you don't, I don't even know it's a secret. I don't even know it needs to be, but I think we should let our fans know we do our, a lot of our production work at DDP yoga. Uh, and, uh, we, uh, DDPY, bro. Don't call it yoga. It's DDPY. Uh, you know why? Sorry. Cause I don't want you to call it fucking yoga. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Paige has always been a, a big, uh, friend of the family and a big supporter of Cody's. So we do all of our production work there. And when I first signed, uh, with the, uh, with AEW, Tony Khan told me, he said, we've got a lot of work to do. We got our weekly countdown to TNTs. We've got some, uh, uh, some prepping to do for the show. Plus we've got this show that's going to be our lead in show. And we want you to, uh, do the lead in show and, and I said, okay, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, so I went back and I, I looked at some of the, uh, and, and we, we went back and forth about this that me and Cody and a guy named Steve, Yu, who's Dallas's partner, uh, another guy named Dylan, uh, Robert, uh, weird Louie, you know, weird Louie. Uh, I love Wait, is that, I mean, do you really call him weird Louie? Yes, I do. Weird Louie. I've always called him weird Louie because he's weird. I'm not arguing uh, that. It's just, you know, it's not a nickname you hear for folks a lot. <laughs> weird Louie. And, uh, Nathan, and, uh, we got a guy named Matt. Uh, Matt is the one that did that, uh, that John Moxley breaking out of jail video. And so we all kind of get together and decide what should be in this and how should we do it? But there was a lot of discussion as if. You know, my feeling has always been this, is that I, I know fans online and fans who have watched Being the Elite and fans who have followed, quote unquote, Ring of Honor, 
Japan, independent wrestling, whatever you want to call it, know the Bucks and know Kenny and know Cody and know some of the other guys. But on a national level, a lot of people still don't know these guys, I think. So I thought it was, I thought we always kind of thought it was very important to go back and take a look at some of the things that they have done and make sure that we educate the fans on who they are. Because I think there's a lot of fans out there that's, and and this is not, I'm not slighting the elite at all, but wouldn't you agree that on a, on a big scale that there's a lot of people that still don't know who these guys are? Yeah. I mean, without question. And, and, and the countdown show was important to introduce those characters. Right. I think, you know what I just realized as you're running through all that, what's that? I knew that a wrestler, former wrestler, who was a deathmatch guy. A uh, very cult-like figure named Sick Nick Mondo was the guy who did the video of Dean Ambrose sort of breaking out of jail. But I didn't know that that guy was a DDPY. Uh-huh. And then you said his name was Matt. And I'm right. like, wait a minute. I think that's Nick Mondo's real name. And I looked, and it is. Right. So I've been to DDPY multiple times. When he was there, I'm sure, and didn't put two and two together that that is indeed Nick Mondo. I think Nick is there on occasion, but I think he's based out of LA. Yes, he is best. I understood, right. but I'm sure I've been there when he's there and I didn't put two and two together because, well, he wasn't in this gimmick walking around, you know, with sick and permanent marker on his head. <laughs> uh, but still, uh, I, I, that just blew me away. That sick Nick yeah. Mondo was, was a part of the crew for uh, Comeback Studios. Right. So we got all these guys who are like uh, talented guys, passion for wrestling. And uh, Conrad, it's, it's, listen, it, it's much different than the machine that is the WWE. And I, and I, we understand that. It's, uh, but it's still, it still functioned very, very well. And, I think that we've got guys who have a lot of passion and, and love for the business. I'll give you a per- perfect example. We delayed this broadcast uh, on our, our, our listeners on Patreon in many ways, because on Sunday I drove back from Knoxville, Tennessee from the Georgia game. And when I got home, I was told, Hey, we've got to come in and do some repairs. And that's the way wrestling is. And so I spent a long time in the studio on Sunday. So you just got to have a love of the business and realize that you have to be on call 24 seven for the business. And we got guys there, there that, that do that. So I, I think, I think we've done a good job of letting people know who the bucks are and what they, and letting people know who Sammy Guevara was. I think we made that match mean something. I always feel that. And, and I really feel this, that you can have all the type of great high spots and people going crazy and, you know, jumping through tables and the crazy things that Bucks does. But until you get to know who the characters are, until you get to know, until you're invested in them one way or the other, you just don't get it. You just don't, you're just not into it. And I think that's what we did with that, with that, uh, countdown show or preview show. I think we got people interested in the characters that we had. From Nyla Rose to Rio to Sammy Guevara to the Bucks to Dustin. Um, and, I, and I still think we have a long way to go as far as introducing people to that. So 
it was a it was a pretty good it, and it was a very busy weekend. That's why we canceled our show leading up to it, uh, and just putting the final touches on it. And the TNT people pretty fired up about it, and they wanted to join in and edit some things with us. And we've got them fired up about what we're doing. And uh, so it was it was kind of a crazy uh, weekend leading up to going to Washington. We get to Washington on Tuesday. We have a meeting at 7.30 at the arena. And Tony's up front along with Cody. And Are you guys, in the, are you guys in the middle of the arena or are you in a room backstage? We're in the room backstage. We're at the, in the catering room. Okay. And up front they have the Bucks and uh, Kenny and Cody and Tony at the front table. And we're all sitting. And uh, Cody welcomed everybody. Cody ran the meeting, and which was surreal for me. Because I had been in so many meetings run by the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Now to have Cody run a meeting was really surreal for me. And, and I told him that. And he, he said, I'd like to welcome Tony Schiavone here. And they clapped. And I stood up. And I looked over to my right. And Rick Fancher, Rocket as we called him, who worked for WCW for many years, who's a Florida Gator. I look over to him. He had a Florida Gator hat on. I said, thank you. It's good to be here. But I can't stand that Florida Gator hat being in the same room with me. And his response was, I have a Georgia hat, but I shit in it. And so everybody had a big laugh. And so we had the meeting and we went over some things and, uh, Tony Khan put his two cents in and the bucks did, and everybody was on the same page. And there's something happened that I realized that Jim had told me about this when Jim was trying to convince me to sign with Tony. Uh, Jim was very instrumental in me in signing, by the way, as you probably know. Uh, and he said, You'll, you'll be surprised of there are not many egos like they usually are. Now, I know they're egos, but not like we had seen in WCW or he had witnessed in the WWE. And I got that feeling there. I really did, that everybody was kind of on the same page. Now, let's first show, right? Everybody's excited. Let's see how we are 10 weeks down the road, 20 weeks down the road. Well, we got to do it every day. But uh, it seemed like everybody was on the same page in that meeting. It was a great first meeting. It really, really was. Uh, even though Jeff Jones was there. Sure. Jeff Jones ruins everything. Yeah. He ruins everything. Yeah. And he knows that. Um, but I got to give Jeff Jones props for one thing. He said, uh, silent Bob and Jay are here. I know you want to meet him. And I just, I had a big heart on for that. Getting to meet those two. So that was pretty cool. A big heart on. Oh my God. I was really aroused. Hmm. You ever, you watch any, uh, Kevin Smith movies? I mean, yeah, I, I'm a fan. I don't know that I would go so far as to say that I had a, an erection. Well, I, I, I just think that when you got a guy who you think you'll never meet and you're, you know, he's a big comic book guy. Right. And so you think, and, and dogma is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I love mall rats. I love a silent, uh, Jay and silent Bob strike back and, uh, I know their new movie coming out has, I just never thought I would meet them. And when I had a chance to meet them, I went, fuck yes. So I got a hard on for it. same type of hard on. I got when I saw the trailer coming out of the New York comic con, the new trailer for Picard, the new, uh, star Trek, uh, series is going to start in January on CBS. Tony, I'm going to hang up if we don't start talking about wrestling again. So okay. don't hang up. So it was great. It was great. It was a great first day. And 
JR and uh, Rafi and uh, Excalibur and his uh, fiance and I all kind of uh, sat down in the bar together afterwards and ate dinner, got to know each other, and I got to know Excalibur quite well. Uh, he's very, very well prepared, knows every freaking name of every move to the point to where I'm, I'm uh, envious of him being able to do that and to the point to where I want to learn those moves too. I want to learn all the names. You, of those you want to learn the names or how to do them? No, the names. No, I think you I should do some of them. I don't want to learn how to do those fucking moves. I can barely sometimes get around the house here. What do you think so, about like a four thirty? A four thirty? Yeah. You mean to get up at four thirty for like a six a.m. flight? Yeah. Why don't you get up at four thirty for like a uh, a seven twenty? <laughs> no, you're talking about a four thirty off the top, right? Four thirty. Well, I mean, if you can flight. do it standing, why not? No, not me. Uh-uh. I got a bad back, man. I got a bad back. I got to tell you, I'm really glad that you said that because the, uh, there's a lot of moments from that first show that stick out to me, but when, when Chris Jericho starts his way up the ramp and you're at the base of the ramp and he pushed you right just for a minute, I got fired up (laughs) and I was like, Hey fucker, he's got a bad neck. (laughs) Leave him alone. It was a pretty hard shove too, you know? Well, I mean, you're a big boy. You can take it. And you did, you didn't, you didn't get hurt. Uh, that I don't know of, I mean, if Goldberg would have pushed you, you'd be in traction. Right. Well, Chris afterwards apologized. He said, are you okay? I said, yeah, you can always push me. And Conrad, here's the great story out of that. He pushes me up against the rail and I stagger and I really almost fall. And I get up and I turn to my right and a guy in a white hat says, where's Lois. And I'm thinking, wow, as our podcast reached some people or what? Well, yeah, it's reached some people. That's the reason you got, you know, your gig as a world <laughs> famous right. millionaire. I, and a wrestling <laughs> <announcer>. <laughs> uh, fuck that world famous millionaire bullshit. But the fact is, is that the impact that bitch has had on my life. And I've, I've told her that story and she went back to her phone and ignored me as usual. But she did watch it. She did watch the first part of it because she's very close to the Rhodes family too. And she wanted to see that. And, uh, I had my, all my kids watch it. And a lot of the people I work with watch it. And I got a lot of response in the press box in Knoxville on Saturday from a lot of people say, Hey, we watch AEW, the, uh, Bob Kessling voice of the, the vault said, I watched it. It was great. And so I, it, it's, uh, it's, it's out there and I think it's, I think it's right. It's, it's viable. I, th- I think people are into it. And I think as we go along and I know I'm shilling for the company right now, but I think as we go along, people are getting more and more invested into it. So I'm excited about that. Tell everybody who you got, you got tons of texts during the show and I'm sure you want to give some shout outs, but you got one that was pretty special from the uh, world of professional baseball. Yes. Uh, Brian Snitker, who is the manager of the Atlanta Braves who I've worked with many years while he was the manager of the Gwinnett team, triple a, before he got the call up, uh, sent me a text and he, and the, uh, there was a baseball game going on at the same time. The, the American league wildcard game was going on. And that was between uh, Tampa Bay and Oakland. And the text from snit says the hell with this wildcard game. I'm going to watch big tone on TNT, which I thought was very, very cool. Uh, because he's always been a friend. And, uh, I had uh, Nick green who I know you met Nick who played for the Braves who watched and sent me a text. 
got a text from Gary Juster who said, continue success. Taylor Williamson, our buddy, said it was spectacular. Um, and I, I heard from him. And, of course, you know, uh, some of our slapdicks who have my phone number. I heard from Dale Torborg, who was the uh, Kiss Demon. Kiss Demon. Heard from Kevin Sullivan, who said, great job last night, Tony. Wait, from Arne Anderson. The, the, Kevin Sullivan, like the devil or Kevin Like Sull- the devil, okay. yes. Yeah. yeah, like the devil. I, I heard from... Um, Heard from Arn. Heard from Magnum TA. Uh, Ron Funches. Casio. And a lot of our friends, Dan St. Germain. Heard from him. Heard from Don at Lowe's. <laughs> I didn't know Don was a wrestling fan. I got this thing. My, this is the guy we bought a refrigerator from. And I had had his number because I needed to find out when our refrigerator would come. All of a sudden, Don Lowe says, I was watching you tonight. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, of course, I heard from our buddies, Chris McDonald, Matt Kuhn, uh, Super Dave, uh, Jeff Jewett, uh, Travis and Paul, and all the, and uh, Damien. I know I'll miss somebody. Uh, but uh, it was, uh, it was great. It was, uh, it was, it was a night that uh, Randy McMichael, who played for uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, his text says, man, it feels so good to see you back on TV, brother. And we got a DM from uh, Brian Alvarez who said, congratulations. I thought you and JR worked very, very well together. Brian Alvarez, the dirt sheet guy who you used to uh, shit on. Now you got, well, he used up. to shit on me too. Well, back yeah. in the day. But I mean, he's putting you over now. So you'll probably start calling him with some scoops. No, no, but you did send to me. Uh, you did send to me that what Dave Meltzer said, and I tried to send Dave a text to say, thank you. He hasn't responded to the text. So, but I just wanted to let him know. Thank you. Francine ready. Okay. Francine, Tony, it's Francine. Congratulations on Wednesday. You and Jr. did great. I'm so happy for everyone involved. Could you be with me on my podcast? So and of when course, she says, be with you. What do you uh-huh. think she means? Be with her on her podcast is what she means. Just be, just be a guest on her podcast. And of course I got a hard on because of that too, in a different way than sound of Bob and Jay heard from Francine. Um, uh, and of course I heard from Dave Silva. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. And my response to Dave Silva was get back to fucking work. Sure. I, I heard from our buddy, Nick Malmood, who, uh, is out of Connecticut, longtime fan. Great to hear from him. It was a wonderful night, my friend. A wonderful, wonderful night. And let's just hope it, it stays that way. Uh, I was very surprised. Uh, maybe surprise is not the word here. Okay? Maybe pleased is the word here. And you kind of touched on this. You go backstage. You don't know what to expect, right? Right. First time back. Everything is organized. Signs pointing everywhere. They had They have doctors. They had... Uh, makeup people and hair people. It was just like a big time WWE backstage. It was every bit, which I thought was amazing for the first time. I remember going backstage WCW the first time. It'd be like a, it was like a fucking Chinese fire drill. Can I say Chinese fire drill? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and 
this was not like this at all. This was very organized. Everybody had the room. You know, Cody had his own room. Jericho had his own room. The elite, the EVPs. There was a room for social media. There was a room for the announcers. There was a room for uh, women. There was a room for the guys. Uh, and everything was just very, very well done. So uh, hats off to, to – and the gorilla position – a man by Tony Khan and uh, some of the EVPs. Uh, very well done. There was a sign there in the back that told guys, you know, which match is up next. A whiteboard. Man, it was, God, it was. And it, it made me feel good. It made me feel good about the promotion. Uh, unlike I felt many, much, much different than when I felt when I went back to WCW. From WWE. You know, I've, 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 it's been well documented on this show how uh, how upset I was about going back to WCW because it was small time, not well organized, bunch of bullshit. But this was completely opposite. This had a big time feel backstage to it. And then they introduced me and Jr. at the same time, and uh, I was overwhelmed by that pop. Overwhelmed by it, to say the least. So, other than that, uh, I know you were there live. Did you have a chance to watch the show afterwards? Any of the show? Uh, I didn't get to see it on TV, uh, okay. but I did watch the entire uh, the the main show. I know you guys did some dark matches after. I stuck around for one of those. I didn't see the other two, but I saw the first dark match and I saw the entire television broadcast. And one of the proudest moments of my wrestling fandom is seeing you and Jr. come through the tunnel. And AEW was there to film it. Of course, it didn't make the broadcast. This is before you guys were on air, but they've got the footage and I'm going to ping somebody at AEW to get a copy of that footage just for me to watch you guys walk through the tunnel to a huge ovation. And then the crowd starts chanting, Tony, Tony, Tony. Is that unbelievable or what? That's, hey, I've one of the biggest moments of my life. One of the biggest moments, without question, <laughs> one of the biggest moments of my life. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's something that pumps you up for your broadcast. Now, the reason I asked you about the broadcast was I thought for the first time that Excalibur and JR and I worked quite well together. Well, I think so, too. You know, we got, we got really good feedback online. And, you know, I know we're sort of skipping around here. But as we got towards the end of the day, when we, um, when we found ourselves huddled together, at a watering hole after the fact you were going through social media and one by one, I think you were pretty pleased with what you were seeing. I was, I was thrilled. I told myself Conrad that I was going to stay off social media. Uh, just because as you know, there's a lot of terrible people on there. There was one and that was it. One. One unkind thing of all the things that I saw. I attempted to answer everybody who sent me a direct message. I think I missed some, but I attempted to do that. But I, and what blew me away was, as not as much as the chant of Tony, what blew me away was, at one time, I was trending on Twitter. I was fucking trending on Twitter. I had a friend of mine, uh, Josh Wetzel, who's a play-by-play guy of the Rochester Red Wings. His text to me was, now I can say I know somebody who was trending on Twitter. That was his text to me. And that tipped me off that I was trending on Twitter. 
that's that's amazing. That is. is amazing. So, um, it was a it was a wonderful night, and of course, again, I, I I always appreciate everybody who's done everything for me, and I appreciate everybody on Patreon, everybody who's followed our podcast, and I appreciate you and the friends that you've introduced me to. I've become friends with Casio. I've become friends with everybody on Patreon, uh, the, the crew that you hang out with, uh, Taylor Williamson is our buddy. Uh, Jay-Z is our buddy. Uh, unfortunately, uh, and, um, super Dave, Jeff Jewett and the whole gang. So, so I'm, so I, I can say that the, I can say this about our friendship sincerely. That since 2017, since you and I first started working together, you have brought me back to the business, but you have also given me a lot of friends to fellowship with. Fellowship. And I, yes, fellowship is big, as as anybody who knows you knows is big. Uh, uh, Dave Silva, I got to put him in there as well, and, and Chris McDonald, uh, and uh, our buddy Steve Kaufman with YouTube. They're all our buddies. Uh, you have introduced me to these friends, and as Lois would attest to, I have never had that many friends through life. It's not because I'm not a friendly guy, I don't think. It's because I've always had my nose to the grindstone. Yeah, you, but, you, were, you were sort of an introvert, and you uh, and, and Eric Bischoff has described you as someone who kept his head down and got his work done and sort of kept to himself. And right. uh, as you had to learn the hard way, that don't work for me. We got to be social. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're not kidding. Well, because you know, and I know that that sounds like, oh, I'm, I'm big party guy. No, I just know that had you not been social and forced into being social, these extraordinary opportunities wouldn't have been afforded. And right. when people, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And that's an old cliche, but that's really true. Like you knew how to do this job but they needed to know that you cared. And once you get to know Tony Schiavone, you realize, um, he's not what people think. And the, the rap on you a few years ago to wrestling fans was you were this old, bitter, jaded, angry dude who just hated wrestling and everything to do with it and wanted nothing to do with it. And as we well know, all of that's exactly true. You're an asshole and a terrible human being, and people are worse for having to know you, but we power through that. Right. And no, I mean, seriously, that was the rap on Tony and, and you, you didn't do anything to combat that. And because right. you didn't, you weren't interacting, you weren't engaging. You were just like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. And you left it all in the rearview mirror. People were sort of content to just paint you as that. And then this podcast, let them know, wait a minute. He's not who we thought he was. And he's like, really our TV dad, just the Bob Saget version. Just a dirty old fucker. Yeah, but but that's your charm. And and when people got to know the real you, uh, they fell in love with Tony Schiavone and welcomed him back to wrestling and op- with open arms. And you know we haven't really uh, talked about this a lot, but I'll never forget. I don't know, maybe two months prior, very beginning of the summer, I had a conversation with Tony Khan, and. He said something like, uh, I always wanted Tony and 
he credited something that you and I did here on the show when they announced at the end of 2017, that WWE was reviving the name Starcade. I called you and twisted your arm, right? To set up this light kit and this green screen from Amazon and, yeah. uh, put on an old jacket and put a JCP. I got a, a Jim Crockett promotions patch from midatlanticgateway.com, which you should definitely go check out if you enjoy this podcast. And, uh, you found an old mic cube from Neil Pruitt and an old microphone and yeah. with your disheveled hair and crazy porn stash unshaven, uh, before you got with DDPY yeah. and, and, and ran down all the matches on the Starcade as if they were for real. And then did a silly, funny take. And then we had Chris McDonald go back in and piece it together. And the result was a Starcade control center. Unlike any you'd ever seen. And TK said, I loved it. Right. And that's when he thought, I want to do that for AEW. Now, remember this is in late 2017 at the time, AEW didn't exist or have a name. It was just uh, an ambition of his to start a wrestling company. And he knew he wanted at that point, Tony Schiavone doing control centers. And now fast forward. And that's really happening. How, how right. crazy is, you know, you just never know how any of that stuff comes to be. And, and I don't know that Tony would have stumbled on our podcast and dug it. Had he not first listened to the Ric Flair show and had he and I not connected, but because I was on it, maybe he downloaded it and, oh my God, it's Tony Schiavone. And then he follows us on social and he sees these silly things that we tweet and he watches one and, and it just goes back to what you were saying about you know, this big circle of friends, it becomes this big interconnected. You never know what's going to lead to something else. Right. Who, who would have ever predicted, you know? No, it's, it's, it's just absolutely amazing how life turns and how doors open. And listen, I, uh, uh, your influence on all this is not lost on me because you're the one that said, let's do this for Starcast for Starcade. Right. And I thought it was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it would be cool not knowing that this would be one of the things that would lead me to my job that I have now. It was, that was one. And he still talks about that at that day. Now, when I met with Tony Khan, I was concerned about, and maybe rightfully so, maybe wrongfully so, I was concerned about sometimes the tenor of what we do on this podcast because it is adult humor. It is guy's humor. Yeah. It's, and, su it's super guy humor. It's not from right. mass consumption. It's right. Inside baseball for 35, right. 40 year old dudes. Right. And I told Tony that I said, I just want you to know, because all, all companies today have things and contracts that say they don't want you to embarrass their company. And I get it. And I told Tony, I said, what about my podcast with Conrad how do you feel about that? He said, it's my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I'm fucking in, man. There you go. So, uh, there you go. So, uh, it just, I'll tell you, it, it, it all, it gets down to, it gets down to this too, that Tony's super cool guy. And, um, Tony is one of us. If you're listening to this show and you're a wrestling fan and you love what we're doing here on the show, I'm telling you. Tony's one of us. Tony would, yes. would be right beside you having a drink, talking about old wrestling, you know, 
you're probably going to leave in an Uber. He's going to leave in an Uber black with security. But outside of that, right. It's pretty much the same. He, he really is one of us. And right. You know, like it's weird that he and I's wrestling fandom is so parallel. Like, you know, for my senior trip, I wanted to go to the ECW arena. And so my friends are wanting to go to Mexico and, you know, have to drink because you don't have to be 18 down there. And, you know, they want to get into some trouble. I, the trouble I want is at the corner of Swanson and Rittner. I want to go watch an ECW show. And it's just weird to hear Tony tell an almost identical story that, you know, his dad's like, okay, you've done well in this thing or that thing or whatever. You can go anywhere you want to go. Where do you want to go? He wants to go to the ECW arena. Right. And it was one of the first times I, I think it is the first time I flew on a plane by myself, like without my parents or whatever. And he flew on a private jet. So that's a little different, but whatever we <laughs> had that in common that we both loved this thing so much and we weren't there at the exact same show, but it was around the same time. And like there's old tapes of ECW where you can find Tony Khan in the crowd. I think wearing like a Taz t-shirt or something. And it's just, it's surreal that fast forward and now it's all sort of interconnected and woven and the thing that binds us all together, guys who have nothing else in common is this professional right. wrestling. And from the outside, people would think me and you being best of friends is fucking weird. You're allowed to be my dad. Your uncle, Tom, you're, you're actually one year older than my dad. Is that something? But we talk 38 times a day and it doesn't feel like anything other than just buddies and right. the thing that brings us together this, and I'm glad that you were able to get back where you belong. And it's just so cool, man, that we've been able to sort of see this happen, you know, for you. I mean, us, the listener, cause I'm the first listener to the show. Yes, I'm on it, but we just sort of saw you grow back up in the wrestling business as someone who's like, ah, eh, this is stupid, but I'm trying to pay for a wedding. I'll do it. And then you could tell in time, you started to really cut loose and have fun and enjoy yourself. And then you got the MLW opportunity. And now this, and that's not to disparage MLW. That's not what I mean, but just, this is clearly a live broadcast on prime time cable. That's a, that's a big deal. Not a lot of yeah. folks do that. And it's most important to me that it's back where you became sort of most famous on TNT, your old station. It's unbelievable. Well, uh, Sometimes, uh, words, uh, leave me and it's hard for me to describe my appreciation to everybody and, and how I feel right now. And it's funny. I sent, uh, Jr. a text afterwards and I said, and this was when I got back home, I said, I think we kicked ass last night, Jim. And he said, yeah, six more days. we got to do it again. And all of a sudden it hit me. Oh my God. He's right. You can't, as they old cliche goes, rest on your laurels long in weekly television. You got to go back and try to do it again. Let me give you a Tony Khan story. When you were talking about Tony being one of us, this was catering the day of, uh, Jr. and I are sitting there in catering. Uh, we've got, uh, our stage manager who I met for the first time, silver, uh, which she is really, really good at what she does. I mean, really is. And was very attentive to me. I was I was actually kind of blown away by that, how good she was at what she was doing. And I really appreciate it and let her know. So she was there with us. Tony Khan came in. He said, I want to sit down with you guys and go over some things. I said, okay, no problem. So we're eating and he's eating. And he says something about 
JR and I doing Halloween Havoc, I guess it was 91. And he said, I remember you guys doing Halloween Havoc from 91 from Chattanooga. He said, and he went on to talk. He says, I've watched it a hundred times. I'm thinking, yeah, he's watched it a hundred times. And he said, do you remember peeing news with his rap? And I went, yes. He said, do you remember how, what he said that night? I went, no. And he sat right there with us and rapped that entire song. Word for fucking word. I mean, word for word. I think and, we got to go play that on the show now. Yeah. He knew all the words to the rap. So when he told me he watched it a hundred times, he watched it a hundred times. He had to hell. I didn't remember when he did it, but he knew the thing about rapping about Chattanooga. And it was, that's Tony Khan. Tony Khan knows his retention is unbelievable. He's, he's, he's a genius at that. He really remembers all this stuff. So. And that's the influence that the wrestling business had on him as a youngster. Uh, and he's still a very young man. And now he's the head of a company and he's, it's just great to be there with him. You, you pull for him. You pull for Cody so much. You pull for the bucks. You pull for Kenny Omega. You feel, you feel invested in this company. You really do. And of course, yes, I'm making a living. I'm making a nice living. And that's, that's big too. And, and that's a motivation. That's your number one motivation, but there's another motivating fact too. And that's the guys you're working with. You want to see them be successful. Well, and they're going to be, I mean, you guys exceeded all expectations last week and, uh, it was a home run and it was great to see you back on TNT and, um, I don't know, man, it's, it's just, uh, it's rewarding. It feels like the big payoff, but to JR's point, you know, you're going to do it again this week and every week. And as people are listening to this, you're going to do it tonight on TNT. We hope people will tune in. It's uh, seven central eight Eastern on TNT. And I know I'll be watching last week. I was in the arena this week. I'm going to be watching from home and I'm going to enjoy hearing my friends call wrestling again. And you guys have got a lot of fun stuff planned. I think one of the big matches that we're going to see is Darby Allen, uh, who had a tremendous dark match last week against SEMA taking on Jimmy Havoc. And I think the winner gets a world title shot against Chris Jericho the following week. And that's correct. I, I think everything's sold out in Boston, but if you can't be there in Boston tonight, you need to watch on TNT. And by the way, uh, we're, I, I am not going to advocate, uh, advocate easy for me to say a war. Uh, against NXT, I think you should watch one or DVR the other. I would prefer you watch AEW so you can see our buddy here and you know go ahead and DVR NXT and watch it after. And it's such a great time to be a wrestling fan. I don't think you have to pick. Both of these shows are you know two hours, so if you watch one and 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 DVR the other one and fast forward some commercials, it's going to be like the length of a raw. You're, you're going to have a good time, right? And then we're going to be going to. Uh... Philadelphia and, uh, you know what I'm bringing with me to Philadelphia? Uh, a picture for Francine autograph blue chew. Oh my gosh. I was not ready for that. Look, Tony, why not? She's going to be there. I mean, she lives in, I wonder if we can get her husband to like go on a business trip or something that, that Tony Tuesday night before. Listen, she's hardcore. First of all, do you know that? Do you even know what that means? I love hardcore. I mean, are you ready though for her to take you to the extreme? Well, yeah, I am. 
Uh, because gonna, I have a hard on with hardcore. Are you going to uh, you going to call a few high spots? I'm going to be in a few high spots. Well, listen. Give your gimmick the hot tag with BlueChew.com. They're going to hook you up with a physician who can help you find the right active ingredient and right dosage that works for you. Did you and, say position? Well, I mean, you're probably. Oh, you said position. Okay, I, I was thinking positions. Okay. Do you have a position in mind? Uh, yes, laying flat on my back. Oh, so you're going to try to put her over? <laughs> don't worry, I'll put her over. Okay. Well, listen, I, I don't know what you're planning on doing there, but it sounds like you're going to get arrested. Uh, I hope that for your sake, uh, the blue chew wears off because you may be pulling double duty in a way you weren't prepared for. Right. Uh, Bluechew.com is the world's first chewable, has the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis, but because it's chewable, it can work faster. You can take it on a full or empty stomach. And best of all, it's cheaper than those other two. Now, how and why is it cheaper? Well, because you skip that in-person doctor visit. You just do it all online. And if you qualify, you'll be prescribed very quickly and they're going to ship it to you in a discreet package, which means you avoid the awkward conversation at the pharmacy. It just shows up and you're good to go. And you're good to go whenever you want to go. A few extra rounds, maybe last a little longer. And for a limited time, they're still letting us do this. And I hear this is going to end. So if you've been on the fence, let me encourage you to do it now. Don't wait. Try it right now while it's free. Go to bluechew.com and use our promo code. What is it, Tony? The promo code is very simple. It's the name of the show, WHW. That's WHW is a promo code at bluechew.com. And all you've got to do is pay $5 shipping, but your first shipment is free. It's absolutely free. You can't beat the price and it's just $5 shipping. Use our promo code WHW And hopefully you've got better legal ideas in mind than, than what Tony has. Well, I'm just reading them. Just reading the, uh, reading the, the text that Francine sent me, she said, uh, Congratulations on Wednesday. You and Jr. did a great job. And I did say we're going to be in Philadelphia, which she kind of ignored me on that. Uh, but I, I get that. Well, I, a little birdie told me that Philadelphia show is going to be interesting. Oh, I so. love little birdies. And how about this? You guys are marching towards full gear. The main event's right. already been announced. It's Cody on one side. It's Chris Jericho on the other. Obviously, they had a big heated issue last week. Tickets are on sale for that show, but they're also on sale for Starcast right now. And I don't know that you saw Tony, but on Monday, just before Raw, we announced that the great Muda was gonna be at Starcast. How about that for a get? That is absolutely amazing. The great Muda. The great fucking Muda, right? Yeah, there that, you go. I don't, I don't know that he's gonna be doing any fucking, but I mean I'm gonna know, be doing the Baltimore's fuck. a wild town and there's gonna be Blue Chew and who knows, but we've got all kinds of old school WCW stars that are going to be there. If you're a fan of this show, man, this is for you. We've got sting in the red, white, and blue. He's going to have that same jacket. He wore the 90 beat Ric Flair for the world title in Baltimore at great American bash. 90 He's going to be wearing the red, white, and blue face paint for the first time ever for a photo op. If you've had a picture and a meet and greet with sting, you had it with the crow sting. This is your first time to get it with the red, white, and blue and the actual world title. He won that night. This took some serious selling for me. I don't imagine Sting's going to be doing this ever again. A once in a lifetime photo op. Plus, while you're there, you can get some other unique photo ops, including the great Muda, including Johnny B. Bad. That's right. Johnny B. Bad. Van Hammer, the Shockmaster, the Yeti, the Ding Dongs, <laughs> Robocop. 
and all kinds of hall of famers, whether it's Arn Anderson or Ron Simmons or the natural Dustin Rhodes or Ricky, the dragon steamboat or Lex Luger on and on. And of course, all the great stars of AEW as well. And how about Taz? Taz never makes a public appearance. He plays everything close to the vest. He never leaves the house. I convinced him to leave the house. He'll be in Baltimore and some of his ECW brethren, like the Sandman. He's never been to a Starcast. He'll be there. Keep up with all these announcements by following us on Twitter at Starcast Events or just pick up your tickets right now at Starcast.com. That's S T A R R C A S T dot com and uh, make plans to join us. And I guess, Tony, we should spill the beans. We've got. Uh, we got a special event planned that Thursday night uh-huh. at Jimmy's famous seafood. Right. It's November the 7th. Does that date ring a bell to you? Uh, well, yes, it does. That's that's my God. That's my birthday. We're going to have the greatest birthday in the history of our great sport celebration for Tony Schiavone at Jimmy's famous seafood. We're going to have a charity component. We're going to have some meet and greet. Stay tuned. Uh, but make plans to join us in Baltimore for Starcast Four at Starcast.com, and uh, Friday will be filled with uh, stage shows featuring AEW talent. Saturday, man, it's all about the nostalgia of WCW, and I've got a name that we're finishing negotiating with that I told you last week of someone yeah. that you haven't seen in thirty years. Right. I mean, this is going to be a, a pretty once in a. If you're an old school wrestling fan, this is probably the coolest Starcast yet. I haven't asked you this, but are we doing karaoke again? Do you want to do a little karaoke? Maybe Thursday night after your birthday. I had so much fun last time doing it. I didn't think I would. I was really, really nervous about it, but the, the fans that were there and, and our friends that were there had a great time and I, I really, really enjoyed it. I'd like to do it again. Well, we're looking forward to it. We hope you are as well. Come join us. Starcast.com is where you'll be able to find out all the information. Uh, of course, uh, everyone from AEW is going to be there and all eyes will be on Baltimore that weekend as Cody challenges Chris Jericho for the AEW title. And, uh, I think the winner is going to Longhorn. <laughs> Very cool. I am, uh, I'm honored to know that, um, that I had even a small part to do with you being back in AEW. man. That's the coolest thing in my wrestling fandom. And, um, I get to, I get to play the role of Excalibur on November 13th because, uh, the train is rolling through Nashville. It's right up the road for me. So I'm going to get to go check that show out. But after the show ends and you and, and, and Jr and, Excalibur push away from the desk. You and Jim are going to pull out and, and go a couple blocks up the road to Zanies, and we've got a live show uh, for the first time with Jim Ross ever. It's uh, SuperShowLive.com, www.SuperShowLive.com. You can pick up your tickets to come see us, Nashville. Uh, there, there's thirty something bucks right now, and uh, it's a late night show after an AEW event. You never know who's going to stop by, but that's going to be a night that. Nashville's not going to forget if you're a wrestling fan. Absolutely. And I used to pull out when I was younger. I don't pull out anymore. Yeah. It's better just to let it soak. And that's what we're going to do in Nashville. Uh, www.supershowlive.com. You know, it just feels better. So just leave it in. We're talking about wrestling, of course. Right. Uh, just, just stick with us, leave it in there. It's 
going to feel good, man. www.supershowlive.com. And, you know, we're talking about being the, uh, you know, being the third man and taking Excalibur spot. What if we tag in right now, your new announce partner and, uh, see what he thought about working with you. Gosh, I'd love to talk to him. Hey man, how you doing? Good. How are you? Say hello to Conrad Thompson. Hello, hello Conrad, Conrad Thompson. Thompson. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. Thanks for joining us on the show. Mr. Excalibur. We are, uh, celebrating the return of Tony Schiavone to TNT and long before you were in the wrestling business, you like myself were a wrestling fan and, uh, it had to be pretty cool to, uh, not only be on live television, a part of this historic episode of AEW dynamite, but nobody has a, a perspective like yours. You're sandwiched between the voices of our childhood. That had to be pretty surreal, huh? It was completely surreal because if you had told me in 1995, if you told me a year ago that I'd be sitting next to Tony Schiavone and Jr doing commentary on a globally televised wrestling show, I would tell you that you are full of, uh, can we swear on this? Yeah, sure. Yes, sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd tell you you're full of shit. Um, and the, the thing was, you know, Tony and I had never worked together before. Obviously I'd done the, the previous shows with Jr. So we had already kind of established a rhythm, but, um, it, from the moment we started Jr. and Tony were just having fun and it was so easy for me to slot in. Like every, every bit of nervousness just washed away and it was a, a, a pure joy for me to just listen to them. Just go on. Well, Excalibur, thanks for saying that. I, I, uh, I was thrilled to be able to work with, with you and Jr. too, because I, I had seen your work together and I had known that, you know, that this kid and I can call you a kid. Okay. I knew this kid had, had a lot of talent behind the mic and, and I thought, you know, how am I going to be able to shoehorn my way in there without trying to, uh, you know, step on you guys. But I, I think we worked out, I think we worked very well together for the first time. Don't you? I, I definitely agree. So, I mean, you know, it's like, um, I, a lot of people will ask and it's like, well, who's, you know, who's play by play and who's color. And, you know, I mean, Tony, you know, that there, nobody, nobody has sat us down and said, you know, this is your role. This is your role. This is your right. role. I think we all are able to kind of identify when our, our skill set is needed, you know, to be in the forefront. And then when, you know, when is our time to kind of take a step back? And I, I think that's such a great vibe because, you know, for the, the more, you know, storytelling and, you know, the more historical things you and Jr are so great at that. And then, you know, I'm there to be the guy that's doing, you know, a thousand beats per minute play by play for like the young bucks and, you know, that sort of thing. And I think right. it's, you know, the system that we have works, works so well. Well, the thing that you do Excalibur that, and you do a lot of amazing things, but one of the amazing things that you do, I think the most amazing thing is you know the names of so many holds. And when I first came back and was doing MLW, I remember thinking, oh boy, I can't keep up with this. <laughs> and I don't know the names of all these things, but you know the names of all of them. And that's, that's, that's taken some effort for you to, to learn all that stuff. And, and it, it's a tribute to how much you love the business to, to know that, know all those different oh, well, things. Yeah. I mean, thank you very much. That's, I mean, that's a huge compliment. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the thing that I've been very, very lucky in my commentary career is that I've been calling 
pro wrestling gorilla since, you know, since the beginning. And if you look at who is at the top of the card of either WWE, New Japan, or AEW, a lot of those guys came through PWG. And so I've called a lot of these guys' matches. And so I have just this historical frame of reference where, you know, at some, you know, at a Legion Hall in Reseda, California, backstage, Kenny Omega told me, it's like, oh, this, this move's called the Kotaro Crusher. And then that's just like lodged in my brain forever. And I'm able to recall that. And, you know, it's, I've, I've been lucky enough to see these guys when they were on, on the come up. And now that they are at the, you know, that they are the main event or that they're on the big stage, I, you know, it's, it's so rewarding to me to be able to, to be that voice. Well, listen, it's uh it's really a special opportunity that we wrestling fans have to not only see, you know, the great stars of today, but the great stars of the future, even though I don't like him and think he's a terrible human being. A lot of people think MJF is going to be the next big star, but of course the big stars today are, you know, the elite Cody and the young bucks and Kenny Omega, but then you've got, you know, the legends like Chris Jericho and Dustin Rhodes, but then there's two legends behind the desk as well with Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone, a duo that we haven't seen behind the announced desk in decades. What type of pressure does that put on you? You know, someone who, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you know, who Excalibur is, you know, about pro wrestling gorilla, you know, the legacy that pro PWG has created and your role in that. But if you're a casual wrestling fan, who's just grown up watching wrestling on cable TV. Now you see these two giants and quote unquote, the guy in the mask, how much pressure are you under to sort of sink or swim here in these uncharted waters, not just for yourself, but for wrestling fans? Oh, I mean, there's absolutely no pressure. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a huge amount of pressure. I mean, cause you know, I mean, nobody, uh, you know, the, 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 the casual wrestling fan doesn't know me from anybody. And that's, you know, I, I have spent the, you know, the majority of my career on the Indies, you know, I did, did a couple tours with new Japan and that was cool, but that's a very limited, you know, subsection of wrestling fans that are watching on new Japan world. And so for me to just, you know, get the, get the tap on the shoulder and say, all right, now you're up on the big stage and you're up with JR and Shivani. That's it's mind boggling. And, you know, it was, it was really funny because, uh, last week in DC all afternoon, my stomach was in knots. I was just, you know, thinking about it, you know, just worrying and stressing. And then about 30 minutes before we went out there, I just got hit with this sense of calm. And, you know, I think it took me that long to process. It's like JR is a pro you've worked with him before. Tony is a pro. You haven't worked with him before, but you know, he's, he's a professional. He's, he's, he's a Titan in this industry and you know, it's going to be fine. And it turned out it was fine. So I just went out there and did, did what I normally did. And, uh, it, I think it worked out pretty well. Well, I do too. I, and I think, uh, there's no pressure Excalibur. And I tell you why there's no pressure because you, you can do the job and you should know that you can do the job. And when you can do the job, there's no pressure. When you're not so sure you can do the job, then there's pressure. So uh, we're going to be going along, you know, further and we're going to be getting better together. And, uh, and I'm just thrilled about the team. I really am. And, uh, I, I know I, I remember, uh, I don't know if you remember this. We were in the, we were back and I looked at you and you said, I just wish this would thing would start. 
And I remember, <laughs> I remember when you, I remember when you said that, thinking, "Oh, he must be nervous." And I wasn't really nervous because I've never really gotten nervous, but I felt a sense of pressure on me because when I the last Starcast I attended, everybody said, "You guys are gonna be great. You guys are gonna be great. You guys are gonna be great." And, I, and all of a sudden, I'm thinking, "Well, damn it, we better be great because that's what they're expecting." <laughs> So, but, but I, I really think with, I really think it was great. You know, we're only as good as the wrestling. I, I've often said that we're only as good as the wrestling. And I think you would agree the wrestling, in the first show was great. Oh, it's phenomenal. I mean, my, and I, I would hope that, that you would agree, but my job is the easiest when the wrestling is good. You right. know, it's, it's, it's when, you know, things are going wrong that that's, you know, I, I feel like that's when I earn my paycheck is when right. I, you know, when I have to, you know, to kind of talk through things and, you know, justify things or, you know, whatever the case may be. But when it's, you know, when the wrestling's great, then it's, it's, it's just so easy. You're just, you're just reacting to, to other people being great. Right. It's kind of, it's a rising tide. Right. I agree. And here's good news for you, Excalibur. Uh, in 30 years from now, you're going to be the joy. You're going to be the voice of people's childhood. (laughs) 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 So there you go. Get ready for that. Uh, but, uh, listen, man, it's, it's great working with you and, and, uh, it, it's been so much fun. I didn't know anything at all about, uh, PWG, uh, but I've learned a lot about it and, uh, it's, it's phenomenal and it's great to have you with us. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure dream come true. You know, I mean, I was, I was the kid that, you know, at 15 years old, I was flipping back and forth between nitro and raw and now to to have both of those voices in in literally in my ear sometimes you know i mean is is beyond my wildest expectations and so you know from on a, on a very personal level i'm i'm extremely happy to be here and then on a professional level i'm extremely happy to be a part of this this new company and to be along with you know two legendary voices and to just add add my little piece to that soundtrack is just so so rewarding yeah, it's really exciting being with a company starting from the ground floor, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot of excitement. Oh, for that. sure. Yeah. Really yeah. Is. I mean, it's we're starting we're starting fresh. We've got a clean slate. You know, everything is being established anew. And you know, sure, there's there's these uh, these faces. You know, like uh, Jericho and Moxley and uh, and even in yourself and Jr. That you know people are familiar with. But I mean, really, if you think about it, ninety five percent of the roster are you know people are being seen for the first time by, by the casual wrestling fan. And that's, it's so great to be able to, you know, to explain who these people are and, and, and make this, this next generation of, uh, of stars. Conrad, a little inside story. Uh, and, uh, I, I think this was during the production meeting. I'm not sure, you know, I, as I, I can, I can be a smart ass as, as you know, I, I, I never was really a smart ass Excalibur. So I met Conrad. But uh, I, I can be a, a smart ass. And I said, I think we'll just jerk off Excalibur's mask. And Excalibur looked at me and smiled. He said, yeah, they've been saying they're going to do that for years. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, <laughs> man, he, that's a challenge. Though. <laughs> down, like, okay, I'm, forget I even said that, sir. I'm sorry I even said that. But uh, that was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun, uh, Excalibur. And, uh, again, I, I can't wait till uh, – uh, this is dropping on Wednesday, right before our event in Boston, and then we got some other great events coming up. So I can't wait. The future is exciting, my friend. It really is. 
Very much so. We've got, um, you know, I don't know about your contract, but mine says that we've got a couple more years of this. So yes, it does. Uh, and I, I, I does right. I think I think it's only going to get better from here. So if we're if this is where we're starting, imagine where we're going to be in two years. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks for taking the time, man. We appreciate you jumping on what happened when, and, uh, I know everybody's going to be tuned in tonight, TNT, 7 PM central, 8 PM Eastern, uh, AW dynamite. And there's three guys in the booth. It's the best three man booth in wrestling. Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. Uh, what a freaking story, man. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, no. Thank you guys. It's my absolute pleasure. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in a couple of hours. Thanks again to Excalibur for spending a few minutes with us here talking about Tony's return to TNT and Tony, since you're back on the road, got a little pro tip for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, today's episode of what happened when is brought to you by CBS sports HQ, a brand new streaming sports network. It's live 24 seven and it costs you nothing. That's right. It's sports coverage. That's always on and it's always free. Always. And the best of this is it's on the go. It's in your pocket, everywhere you are. You see CBS sports HQ coverage is always focused on the game. Tons of highlights, breaking news as it happens, fantasy advice, and something we care deeply about gambling picks and analysis to get you that extra edge. I know when I turn on CBS sports HQ, I'll see the tips and trends. I need to win my bets. Here's what you won't see bunch of talking heads creating fake arguments about stuff that we don't really care about as sports fans and don't forget you get all the great coverage completely free now to be clear tony this is not like free for a week or free for a month or free if you have some special wonky cable package totally completely absolutely free not just for you but for everybody matter of fact you don't even need a login just go download the cbs sports app on your phone Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or any other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, just real sports for real sports fans at the great price of completely free. You don't even have to log in. You don't have to sign up for anything. What are you waiting for? Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. And Tony, since you're on the road, this is perfect for you, buddy. It is perfect for me, and you know what? I am in my fantasy football league. I am 4-1 in really? first place, thanks to CBS Sports HQ, because I keep up with fantasy football by my CBS Sports HQ app. That's right. First place, baby. Well, speaking of first place, I feel like we uh, we should go right to the top of the food chain at AEW. We've talked a lot about him so far today. And you guys shared a special moment last week on the debut episode of AEW Dynamite on TNT. I think we should, uh, well, let's see if Cody's still up. Let's ring Cody and see if he's got a few minutes to share what he thought about your special night last week when you returned to TNT. Hello. How art thou, sir? Why are you calling me at 1030 at night? Oh, I thought this is when Tony told you we would be calling, sir. Shit, no, man. I was about to be in bed, asleep. Oh, I thought it was an emergency. <laughs> I thought it was a fucking emergency, bro. I legit, I, I thought this was an emergency. I almost turned on <laughs> thought maybe they had done something crazy. What are y'all doing? Well, we're not watching. I'll tell you that. We're, uh, 
We're talking about Tony returning to TNT and how, uh, how special it was last week that Tony's back in wrestling and AEW won the day. It was a big day. Yeah, it was a, it was a huge day and it was, uh, I don't think the, it wasn't lost on me, you know, in terms of Tony and I did not previously discuss like any form of greeting in the ring. I just, got the biggest kick out of seeing him when he got in the ring and you know, there he is. I I know that like a lot of people are romantic about WCW and that stuff, but I'm, I'm more romantic about all the people from my childhood who have now popped their heads up and emerged in my, I don't know, adult years. And, and they're still very much part of, what the uh what we're doing so that was just that's why it was so cool to me and i'm i've probably told you this before but i i like to surround myself with these guys um you know i can't get dusty uh that's just the way it is but i can get uh tony i can get jim i can get double a i can i can get pretty close and uh yeah no it was it was a big night Hey, Cody, I was, uh, there's been a lot of talk and there was a lot of talk here at the house with my wife about you and I embracing each other. And I'm going to be very honest with you. And I'm not trying to oversell this because as you know, in my past, I've oversold a lot of shit, but, uh, that (laughs) that's going to go down as one of my most memorable moments because you hugged and you were, you were very emotional. And people were asking, yeah. was, 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 uh, we saw tears coming down Cody. I said, yeah, it was real. That was a real moment. And I think it was real mm-hmm. because it had been such a journey for you to get to that moment. And I, and I think your emotion kind of, uh, and I was so glad. I mean, we were, I was great. I gripped you tight. I don't know if you remember what I said. I said, you did it, buddy. Great job. And that's, that's a moment yeah. I'm never going to forget. And you say, you know, that we're a part of that. I was a part of your past, but your family was always a part of me. So that was a big moment for yeah. me in a different way. Well, and the, it's a big moment for the viewers. I, you've seen so many damn moments to, for that to even be in like the top 50 <laughs> it's You've seen so much significant stuff happen in wrestling and in its, you know, history, big moments, controversial moments. Um, but the real moments, like you said, it was real. They tend to, they tend to rank up there. I, uh, I, um, I think people, I get asked a lot when people watch me work or watch a big show that I always look like I'm on the brink of, uh, emotion and, and they're, they're not wrong. I, I've given everything for this to work, (laughs) you know, like it's not even about the wrestling. It's not even about me as a wrestler, like this, this thing that we're doing and this, this revolution that has kind of popped up and it popped up before I came around. It it was waiting, um, to be at like the helm of it and say, Hey, I want to lead it. Um, it's an, it's emotional and it's going to be, 
you know, not to be pessimistic, that that was a big high. I'm sure there's going to be some some bumps in the road and some lows, but we got a good thing. You've seen it firsthand. Conrad's, I think, kind of seen it because he like half works here. <laughs> he doesn't work here. <laughs> you know, he does it like, I don't know, man, if your people know how many people assume he works here and he right. doesn't. But then I see his name on like some internal sheets and think maybe he's like secret owner or some shit. It could I'm be. Not. Yeah. No, he seriously. Could be. He's everyone's agent. Did you know that? He's I know he's my agent. You want to talk yeah. to any legend? Yeah, he whispers to him, man. Yeah, that's it's funny that, <laughs> but that's become the real thing. Like uh, Cody refers to me as the legend whisperer, and I, I, like six months ago, I got a text from Cody randomly in the afternoon that said do you like secretly work here? And I don't know about it. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I just, we talk about hiring you and you just always dismiss it. And I see your name on a document here. Then I wonder, has it already happened? And I missed it. Do you work here? And, uh, when I got my little credential last week at the show, I was like, oh my gosh, this like has my name on it. It's a real thing. And I'm thinking more, I can't post this online. Yeah. Everybody's going to believe I work here and not just, I'm just a friend of the show. They gave you a shoot credential, like with your picture. <laughs> that I swear, that's the exact and same that, thing Tony said. He said it doesn't have your picture on it. I'm like, no, it does. Look. So yeah, uh, I, I'm that's well- a. You might as well just come on board, Conrad. <laughs> Honestly, like uh, this other stuff you're doing, have mortgaging and uh, fencing, and I think you're in. You got your hands in a lot of stuff. You, this is a safer bet for you. I think, you know, you just, you like wrestling. Just just come, come do this. We'll figure something out. You know, you already did your control center appearance. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see another one of those. You just, I mean, what a, come on, you know, yeah. you got your own freaking credential now. That's right. amazing. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, you can get somebody to run the mortgage business for you. You'll still oh be the boss. Gosh. What are you? <laughs> Just have him report to you like once a week or so. Let's let's talk about Tony for a yeah, minute. Yeah, you gotta learn to you gotta learn to delegate. That's the thing. You gotta delegate. Like that's like the first thing I was told. Like, can I you gotta delegate. Yeah. Right. All right. So uh have you have you seen the uh the Cody Rhodes whack pack yet, Tony? Have you met Vanilla Vance and Clothesline Ramon? Uh I may have. Yeah, the, he's got like, You're very from you, they're the guys who are always with you, Tony. They're like the crew that's always in that office. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I knew them by the real names. <laughs> I, didn't, I, know, yeah. I didn't know them by these gimmick names. <laughs> yeah. Well, Clothesline, Clothesline is, uh, he's coming on board. He's right. going to be a show expediter for us. And Vanilla Vance is leading the pack for the Dino Mite character, which is still in, uh, the gestation. Uh-huh. So, you know, who knows? It's a whole big family. Yes. I've, so I've seen the whack pack. Yes, I have. I've, uh, I've, I've mm-hmm. had a few drinks, with the whack pack. So what do you um, think of the, uh, the dynamite idea, Tony, this is great, right? It's like our wildcat Willie. Yeah. It, we're going to have a lot of fun with our, our dynamite character. We really are. And, and that's what we should be about fun, right? Fun. I mean, listen, Cody, it's, I had a, I had a blast. I had a blast. I had a blast doing that show. Yeah. I had a, I had a blast the night before and sitting down mm. in, in, in catering and seeing you run a meeting after I've sit in so many of your dad's meetings, that was a surreal moment for me. So from that moment on, I just had an absolute blast. I had so much fun doing the show 
And like you said, we're going to have highs and lows. It's not always going to be fun, but I think we're on the right track, and 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 that excites me about it. I mean, you're you're back. You for you're 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 back on the air. I the whole week I get like all the time. You know, at the meet and greets too. It's the worst, but people will say like, "Hey, you look like you haven't slept." And uh, I like to tell people I haven't slept, but it's not because I'm working too hard. It's because, like you said, this is too much literal fun um, that I I can't sleep. I literally, I don't even want to sleep tonight because I know I got to go to go to Boston and we get to talk about the show tomorrow night. And then we get to have the show like this. This is I don't ever want to sleep. This is just uh, this unreal situation that's been presented to us is is wild. You're you're back. And you came. Damn, this was I felt like this was last minute. I felt like, you know, the way the way it all worked out, and then Conrad had us get into a bidding war over you oh and everything. My gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. But I, I'm so glad. This is, look, at, look outside. We got to have fun. Nobody else is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> everybody everybody else in the business is miserable, but we're having a great time. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, uh, it was kind of last minute. But uh, that's the way I work anyway. So there you go. But uh, but it's so it's so good, man. And you got to welcome people to the broadcast and back on TNT. And right. you're with Jim. And Jim was so happy to have you. Jim was talking about getting you like out of the gate months and months and months ago. And then you guys are rubbing up against Mark, up against Excalibur, who's just absolutely wonderful and a, a larger a larger cog in the wheel than people realize with his skill set and what he's doing and you guys to have the, to have your generation meet his generation to be talking about this generation. who sweet TV. All right, buddy. Hey man, we appreciate your time on this podcast. Uh, and again, I, I can't stress enough and I'm going to understate it here, but I, I really mean this, how much you and, your family has always meant to me, not only on a, on a business level, but on a personal level. And it's, it's thrilling again, that I was able to share that moment with you in the ring. That was special. Um, no, it was, it was, it was very, very special for me. And like you said, it was real. And that's what we need to give them at AEW is give them the real stuff. That's the best stuff. Exactly. Well, and you're going to get more of that great stuff tonight. Be sure to tune in live on TNT. There's a. Uh... Really nothing else to watch seven central eight Eastern on TNT. And I think there's one match announced so far. Uh, Cody, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Darby Allen. It's Jimmy Havoc. The winner gets a world title shot against Chris Jericho next week. Anything else you want to tease everybody with? Because this show will come out just hours before you guys go live. Oh, it's the big, the, uh, in-ring return, uh, for John Moxley. So this is, that's something that I'm. I'm really looking forward to as far as John got hit with that MRSA infection, which was so much more severe than people realize. He was able to come out of that fairly quickly, turn right around, has one of the best training regimens for a pro wrestler ever. I mean, he trains hard training camp style, and he's up against Sean Spears, who Sean Spears is just, I could say a million mean things about him, but I can also tell you how legitimately good he is in the ring and really stops up. 
Uh, they stacked up really well with each other. Plus, Sean will have Tully Blanchard with him. Uh, Tully Blanchard uh, on TNT. Um, there's a lot of romance in that alone, but that match I'm particularly looking forward to. Uh, and there's some other matches. Uh, I don't know if I can announce them. I was in trouble for running my mouth. Um, and then uh, and then Dustin and uh, Hangman teaming up, which just makes me giddy because I just want to call Hangman Barry. Right. You just you know, like Dustin and freaking Hangman. I know it's the Hangman, but he just reminds me so much of Barry and uh, them teaming up against Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho and the events of last week unfolding a little bit there and seeing where we go next. Well, there you go. There's some scoops. I didn't know that, that all that was going down, but John Moxley back on TV wrestling and my gosh, probably the first time in six months that we'll see him on, on mainstream TV. And of course, hangman and Dustin, that's an old school WCW looking tag team. If there ever was, I don't know that I would have made the Barry Windham connection, but Barry Windham and your brother, former tag champs, this should be pretty fun tonight. Oh yeah. And actually t- Dustin's like the, he's like the tag team gatekeeper. Um, I feel like everybody he's tagged with ended up being like a world champion in some capacity. So he's a great, he's a great gatekeeper for, for, um, for his partners. And I hope hangman and him can, can gel well together. They both, uh, they both are sweet, sweet country boys, but also take their work very seriously. And there's a whole sharp edge to them both that you don't realize until you get close to them. So to see them together on a team, I bet you they come up with some magical stuff. And of course, Tony Schiavone on the call. You don't want to miss it tonight on TNT seven central eight Eastern. Mr. Rhodes, thank you for taking a few minutes with us today to uh, celebrate Tony's return to TNT. Oh man, I'll be celebrating Tony's return to TNT for like months here. Cause hopefully he's, years, he's, he's, <laughs> he's the man. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. he's, he's the man. And I just said, uh, two hour marketing meeting where they talked about how much they liked him. I don't think I'm supposed to tell them any of that stuff, but man, just well, well received. We should have known dude. It's Tony freaking Shivani. I think that's going to be a shirt um, next week. Well, that, <laughs> we'll come up with a good one for Tony. I got, we got some good ideas. It's going to, it's going to come together, but you got all this ideas on your show. I don't even know if you're literally recording right now. I'm just standing here naked in my bathroom. I was about <laughs> to be in bed. Um, and then you, you called me and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll cut out that part. No, no, no. We're going to leave it in because oh, Cody may be able to give an endorsement <laughs> for one of our sponsors. Uh, you know, if you were naked in your bathroom right now and you needed to go a few extra rounds, what might you look to Cody? Well, you know, in this hypothetical situation, if I was looking for that, that, that assistance in that regards, you, you, you gotta go blue and you, and you gotta go chew. Yeah. <laughs> See, Cody knows the deal. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. So how about it, Tony? You know, for, uh, years here on the show, we've said that blue chew is sweeping the wrestling world and I didn't give him any teases. I didn't give him any hints. He knew exactly where we were going. Bluechew.com is legit, man. It is legit. And I, I got to also thank the people at blue chew, uh, for letting me for the first time in my life. Uh, for letting me for the first time in my life, uh, meet porn stars. Oh my God. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. I, they were there. Somebody got, one of the guys came to me in, in Vegas says, you want to be porn stars? I went, oh, hell okay. yeah. Okay. Tony, Tony, we're, 
talking about TNT. Can we do that oh. next week and just make this mostly about wrestling this week? Just this okay. week. Yes, we will. We will, we will be back to our regularly scheduled format very soon. We're going to do Tony Reed's rap and all the usual shenanigans next week, but it was such a monumental moment in your career. I felt like we needed to dedicate an episode to it. And I thought it was cool that, you know, one of the EVPs answered the phone at 10 30 in the middle of the night. Right. I, uh, I really thought you gave him a heads up there. So our bad, but, uh, Cody was a good sport and we appreciate him spending the time and, uh, man, what a card tonight. You know, I, I'm not trying to turn this into an AEW shill, but. I never made the association of hangman and Barry Windham, but I mean, even the presentation and wow, this is going to be pretty cool. That's a tag team I grew up with. And now to see the new version, but Tony Schiavone still on the call. The more things change, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Love working with Jr. and our thanks Excalibur as well. Love working with him. Great kid. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him and it's only going to get better Conrad. I promise you that. And, uh, Next week, I guess we got, uh, ask Tony anything. Oh and yeah. Then- We're doing that next week, which That's is right. going to be fun. We, uh, we originally planned to do that episode today, but we called an audible. And if you're upset about that, send your hate tweets to, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. I thought we should make today just about Tony's return to TV. Cause it's such an important moment in his life and his career. Let's give it the time it deserves. But next week, man, more silly shenanigans about Batista and everything in between on ask Tony anything. And uh, we've got some fun shows lined up, including another ECW show. We're going to be doing a November to remember. Are you excited about this? Yes, I am. Anytime I can do ECW and watch Francine, I'm in. Man, well, we we gotta we gotta tag out before this just goes downhill. But listen, we appreciate everybody tuning in to this show. We hope you check out Tony tonight. Even if you're not an AEW fan, even if you've never seen the current wrestling product, and you just grew up on the old school. Check out Tony and Jr. doing their thing tonight. Just try it on. See how you like it. Support our man, man, big tone. And, uh, we hope you tune in next week because Tony, when I look at my clock, I feel like it's, uh, it's about time for you to get to bed. You got to go catch a plane. I got to go catch a plane and get to Boston. And uh, we'll see you next week on what happened when on the MLW radio network. And as always to our friends earlier in the week. On Patron!